RadioInfluence.com. everyone and welcome to the Friday edition of the Dark Delight Podcast with Frankie Val on the drums and Beans. Sexless Beans. Sexless Beans to the rescue. If you didn't listen to the pre-show, you don't get it. <laughs> I'm sexless beans. I wanted to tag Will so bad in my response to that, but he does not want the attention. So uh, I, I don't blame him. It, yeah. you, you, you're, you're, deal, you're literally dealing with I mean, I don't know. It's not worth it. No, but it's still funny. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. We need some perspective. There's a lot to talk about today. There's the Carrie Lake Supreme Court thing. There's the Proud Boys case. There's a whole bunch of stuff. But I wanted to start off the show on a little bit of a more interesting note because it's Friday. And let's just set a perspective. Let's just set things, level set things real quick before we get into all the crazy. Frank. Yeah. On Sunday, March 12th at 11.36 p.m. Eastern Time, a near catastrophic event occurred that could have wrecked the lives of everyone reading this, says the author. It would have literally ended civilization on this planet as we know it. The death and destruction would have been untold. A powerful CME on the far side of the sun happened and it still affected earth in massive ways but if it would have been two days earlier it would have been not on the far side of the sun we would have lost every piece of electrical equipment we have fried gone planes would have fell from the sky trucks and cars would have just stopped working like the most powerful cme you've ever or uh, emp because it's natural emp and if this one as per this author, was apparently a replay of the Carrington event of September 1st, 1859, when something like that happened. And your daughter is going to love this show because we're going to be saying her name quite frequently in the next few minutes. Yeah, I know. Well, I was going to say, well, you know, with, with a uh, with a uh, CME to anything of that size, the the Aurora Borealis comes down. We love, you, you sometimes see it in our part of New York, they say, on a clear, clear night. So I wonder... Yeah, they said, you know, when this happened in the Carrington event, they had tele- telegraphs, the only like, quote, real machines that were in existence. And everything started like zapping and, you know, everything went goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. And then the author says what happened on March 12th was similar to the 1859 outburst, only worse. Early estimates suggest that this explosion was 10 to 100 times more powerful than the one of 1859. Such events, if not quite so extreme, aren't uncommon. One serious difference from 1859 was that the explosion took place on the side of the sun facing away from Earth. If it had been facing in our direction, if the Earth had borne the full brunt of the blast, we can scarcely imagine the results. It's likely that all operating electrical systems would have been immediately destroyed, the same as the telegraph systems in 1859. Any active electronic instruments, and possibly even those that happened to be shut down, would have been fried, transformed into useless hunks of plastic, metal, and silicon. The electric and electronic networks, the net, the internet, that form the framework of the third millennial sub- civilization would have been annihilated. Once they were destroyed, all power would vanish. Industry would go into a halt. Massive amounts of data, including almost all financial data, would simply disappear. All methods of communication beyond voice range would no longer exist. It wouldn't be a matter of waiting to be rescued by a government of any sort. Government would have shrunk to little more than a notion. The very tools on which relief and even recovery depend will simply have vanished. The consequences beggar the imagination. A new dark age would have been the best option to expect. Well, in, in it would have only taken, I forgot how many weeks, um, but it would be less than th- it would be less than two months, and I forgot uh, it's well over a third. I think there might only be a third of people left in the country. Uh, I mean, the, the 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 death and the die off would be the killing, would be quick. The 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 violence, the everything. Well, wow. it, it just 
basic stuff. We we don't have food. We don't just like the banks don't have any funds. There's no actual money in the bank. There's only about a week or two weeks at most of food in all of the grocery stores in the country right now. Mm -hmm. And depending on what kind of an area you live in, whether it be urban or rural, there's going to be less or more of that, obviously. So, uh, you, you know, a, a person can go weeks and weeks and weeks fasting without food as long as they have water, but you're not going to have what people are not going to be able to know how to get get to clean water, nothing like that. It, it would be bad. Then you think about all the medical dependency we have in the country. Medical, not only just medical medicine yep. that needs to be trucked in from somewhere else. It's mostly all manufactured in China. <laughs> and even if it is manufactured in the U.S., it has to be trucked in by ways that would no longer be available. And if it's not that, then it's medical devices that require electricity. So it's... Um, Catastrophic beyond our wildest imaginations. That's why people say, well, what, what do we do? What do we do? We're talking about all these problems. What's the solution? The solution is get yourself in good health, get yourself out of debt, buy yourself things that could make your family and your and your community's situation a lot more tenable. And get to know a, your community, for goodness sakes. <laughs> get to know your neighbors. Absolutely. Uh, and, uh, and practice firing that weapon of yours. But if you think about this, we are but a mere speck in a grandiose universe and God said, not today, Effers, not today. We I had this, this, from, this is what, today's the 24th, right? Yes. I think this is from the NOAA, because my buddies, Phil and Lee, uh, two of my friends from Alabama, they've been sending this to me. They said, alert, the geomagnetic K index, and I, we've been watching the, the KP index for a long time. You know, people who are out there who practice, who uh, really practice, um, uh, focused intention and manifesting reality. Use the, uh, you use that. You 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 watch the KP index because that's a really good time to start your visualization practices and everything because it's almost like you're you're supercharged by the sun at that point. It's real. It's real stuff. Um, active warning. Yes, NOAA scale G four severe potential impacts area of impact primarily poleward of forty five degrees geomagnetic latitude induced currents. Possible widespread voltage control problems and some protective systems may mistakenly trip out key assets from power grid. Induced pipeline currents intensify. Spacecraft systems may experience surface charging. Uh, increased drag on low Earth orbit satellites and tracking and orientation problems may occur. Navigation satellite uh, navigation issues, satellite navigation degraded or inoper uh, inoperable for hours. Radio, HF, high frequency, radio propagation, sporadic and or blacked out. And the aurora, the aurora may be seen as low as Alabama and Northern California. Wow. So this was uh, this was from the NOAA. Yesterday? This, I mean, the, the, at the top of it, this is March 24th. Well, they're, is, they're, predict, they're predicting this to be continuing because here's the NASA thing on it. Here it is. If you watch this screen right now, you'll see the animation. It comes off. It was serious. I watch these things a lot. This was serious. And we're all arguing on Twitter about Donald Trump and, you know, fighting with our husbands and wives and bitching at our neighbors and blissfully unaware that right above us on the sun is a civilization ending event that God spared us from. That's that's always the case, though. And if, if it's not if it's not a widespread thing, then there's always something else that we just merely nearly uh, miss disaster with things that we'll never know yeah. all throughout our lives that we were this close to just being snuffed out. So perspective, because now allegedly and by most people's counts, we're good for another hundred or so years because this usually is we're coming towards the tail end of this active cycle on the sun and we should be good for the next hundred years or so if we're still around in a hundred years as a civilization. But I have a little bit of the channel that I like to watch to get a good idea about this stuff. Suspicious Observers on YouTube. I'm going to play about a minute of this for everybody. And then I have another miracle. And Frank, now that you talked about that stuff uh, with, the, with the K2, I want to talk to you offline because 
I want to compare notes. Okay. Okay. So I'm just li throwing that so we don't forget. Okay. I don't hear anything. Good morning, folks. We've got powerful geomagnetic storms at the moment, but there is an upside. We're going to go over what happened at Earth's magnetic field as it took a pounding yesterday, and we're also going to see a story about Jupiter that progresses our knowledge of the solar system shift. Let's get right to our star where the story hasn't changed from yesterday. It may be pretty quiet up there, but here at Earth, it is very disturbed. No solar flares or large eruptions. The southern coronal hole continues traversing through, but of course, the big story is here at Earth where the solar wind amplification from CMEs was beyond what experts expected. Yesterday, we told you to watch for geomagnetic storms developing throughout the day, and they sure did. We almost hit KP8 level 4 storm events overnight, nearly reaching severe levels, but it wasn't the severity of the solar wind itself. Any veteran space weather enthusiast know the equinox periods leave Earth especially vulnerable to solar storms, and that's what allowed the storm conditions to develop to more significant levels than would otherwise be expected, given the level of solar wind enhancement. This is the strongest solar storm in more than five years, but here's the good news. In these equinox storms, while the tilt of Earth relative to the sun leaves the magnetic field more vulnerable, doesn't necessarily translate to the ionosphere, atmosphere, and the ground. If this event was in June, I'd be kind of worried for the infrastructure systems, but not at the equinox. Not at See? We're spared yet again. Timing. It's crazy. I'll put the link to this in the description box for everybody in case you want to watch it. I wonder if Ben is going to get a little bit more uh, optimistic now that this, uh, this, is, this has been cleared from the chamber he has because... been so doomsday the past like six months but he wasn't wrong that's the thing he was he was just wrong about where it would be facing when it happened but not that it was going to happen remember that hmm. god is in charge is right so speaking of god this was beautiful and i wanted to play it before we get into the real crap news that we're going to talk about outside of two things <laughs> Here we go. This is crazy. Two weeks ago, a group of masked men entered the All Creation Family Church in Ferguson, Missouri during Sunday service. Pastor Marquelo Futrell, a former police officer, noticed the men were carrying guns in their waistbands. But he kept preaching and secretly told his director to lock all the doors and call the police. Then the pastor approached the men. Who sent y'all here? I just saw the church and decided to come. Talk to me. Well, let's praise God for them coming. I said, praise God that God sent them in here. Now, the pastor wanted to keep his congregation calm, but at the same time, he wanted the men to know he was on to them. Don't you play with me. I still got a cop anointing and I still know what's going on and I still know what's about to happen. God's about to change the plot of the enemy. Lift your voice and shout unto God for what he's about to do. Now, what happened next is stunning. Will you guys permit me to pray for y'all? Can I pray for y'all? Do you mind if I pray for you? Do you mind if I pray for you? Can I pray for you? Twin, can I pray for you? They said, I can pray for him. Come on, brothers, pray for him. Pray under the unction of the Holy Ghost. Bowing their heads in silence, the gunmen sat as the entire congregation sang and yes, prayed. See, that wasn't so bad, brothers. Thank y'all for letting us pray for you. And we're thankful that for whatever reason, the Lord let y'all come here. I just believe that you all will never be the same again. Come on, if you believe they'll never be the same again, clap your hands and give God praise. Joining me now is that pastor, Pastor Marquelo Futrell from All Creation Family Church. Pastor, I, I don't know how you kept your cool, but how long were the gunmen there? I would say they were there for approximately 20 minutes. I, I well... What happened with these suspects? Was this an isolated incident or has this happened okay. to you before? I mean, no, no, it's never happened. They came into church. We believe that they were up to no good. 
uh, I just had that instinct and I just started maneuvering while trying to conduct service to keep the the people uh, calm. And uh, uh, eventually we found out later that one of those guys actually dropped his gun on the ground before I approached them to even pray for them. And that's when the police was alerted. And then we found out later that they were uh, wanted in connection with two robberies uh, for convenience stores. No crime that day. No, no, I, I was, <laughs> see, I mean, obviously it's a wonderful story. I'm happy that nobody got hurt. And perhaps this is a moment that, that, that sends these two guys on a, uh, a path to conversion in their life. But, um, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I couldn't help, I couldn't help but think that they, you know, they, they see how they, they're, they're, they're putting hands on these guys that as soon as they're, they're calm, put their hands on them. You see them just like, you know, just, <laughs> as soon as they had them in a place, just putting an elbow right to the back of the neck and, uh, and, uh, and knocking them out cold and then calling the police and. Oh, like yeah. the pastor beating the living daylights out of the dudes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, 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 like maintaining his calm right until that last moment and boom. Well, luckily that didn't happen. No. Well, Hey, you know what? You got to do what you got to do when you're in a situation like that. Who knows? Were they there to rob the, the donation baskets or were they there to just shoot people or are they, you know, what kind of mental illness is going on there? Is it money motivated or is it just carnage motivated? You just don't know these days. It was, uh, so, this touched me. I like this, this kind of stuff. I love to see it just, it's beautiful. So it worked out for them because of this pastor uh, yeah. who told them he was a cop. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah. Which was smart. Uh, incredible. Um, just incredible to see how how level-headed um remained through during the whole thing that in itself was incredible yeah um moving on to the crap now saudi tv made a skit on joe biden a la saturday night live it's like him wandering around shaking nobody's hand kamala harris trying to like usher him off stage then they have him tripping up the stairs like three or four this is times. Saudi TV, Saudi like TV. in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, yeah. All right. We're a laughing stock. Yeah, we are. Unbelievable. Just we used to be the creators of the comedy. Now we are the providers of the comedy. Yeah, we we really are. And then this just irked me. Another clip, real quick, before we get into Carrie Lake. Riley Gaines was testifying. The swimmer. This, this, if you can listen to this as a, as a woman who doesn't ever say, well, I'm a woman, I'm not one of those people. And I'm, I think most of our audience isn't one of those people either, but there is something very seriously wrong with what's continuing to happen in our society right now. Every other day I see trans whoever wins woman of the year award for whatever, like trans woman wins woman of the it's so disgusting and degrading because these guys will never know. Like, just like I'll never know what it's like to be a man ever, no matter what. They'll never understand what it's like to be a woman, really. Which is a very special freaking thing that you can't explain or teach somebody. Here she is. What? No, go ahead. I'm a recent graduate from the University of Kentucky, where I was on the women's swim team. I proudly finished my career as a 12-time NCAA All-American, a five-time SEC champion. Um, I am one of the fastest 200 butterflyers uh, of all time. Um, but on March 17th of last year, my teammates and I were, and other female swimmers from universities around the country were forced to compete against a biological male named Leah Thomas. Um, Thomas was allowed to compete in the women's division after competing as a member of the University of Pennsylvania's men's swim team for three years. We watched on the side of the pool as Thomas won a national title in the 500-yard freestyle, beating out the most impressive and accomplished female athletes in the country, including Olympians and American record holders. Whereas just the year before, Thomas at best was ranking in the 400s in the men's category. The next day, Thomas and I raced in the 200 freestyle which ended up in a tie. Um, we went the exact same time down to the hundredth of a second. Having only one trophy, the NCAA told me that I would go home empty handed and this trophy would go to Thomas. 
And when I questioned this, the NCAA told me that Thomas had to hold it for photo purposes. I was shocked. I felt betrayed and belittled, reduced to a photo op. But my feelings didn't matter. What mattered to the NCAA were the feelings of a biological male. In 1972, Congress enacted Title IX to end unjust sex discrimination in all aspects of education, including college athletics. But by allowing Thomas to displace female athletes in the pool and on the podium, the NCAA intentionally and explicitly discriminated on the basis of sex. Although the NCAA claimed it acted in the name of inclusion, its policies in fact excluded female athletes. But that is not all. In addition to being forced to give up our awards, our titles, not opportunities, the NCAA forced female swimmers to share a locker room with Thomas, a 6'4", 22-year-old male who was fully intact with male genitalia. Let me be clear, we were not forewarned. We were not asked for our consent, and we did not give our consent. If nothing else, I hope you can truly see how this is a violation of our privacy and how some of us have felt uncomfortable, awkward, um, embarrassed and even traumatized by this experience. I know I don't speak for everyone. I, it's impossible to speak for everyone, but I can attest to the tears that were shed on that pool deck by these poor ninth and 17th place finishers who missed out on being named an All-American by one place. And I can attest to the extreme discomfort in the locker room when you turn around and there's a male watching you undress while exposing himself. I can attest to the anger and frustration from these girls who had worked so hard and sacrificed so much to get to this point. These, when you're an athlete, you give your entire life to the success in that sport. You dedicate every waking hour when you get to this level. To have this ass waltz his way in, call himself trans, and steal the hard work from all of these girls and women and then go into their locker room and swing his around. There's something terribly wrong with this. Hey, well, yeah, well, th there, there's the mentally ill uh, Thomas. There's the mentally ill Leah Thomas. And, and then there's a system that makes him uh, empowered in this. I mean, so so it's 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 far more. It's far it's far worse than that, and it is it is terrible. But you know, I know, and I'll tell you something else. Uh, I, I think Chad Felix Green had asked yesterday, "Why is transgender activism taking ownership of womanhood so much? Uh, why is it so much more upsetting than average people uh, to average people than manhood itself?" And they uh, they also asked that uh, here it is. Why do we rarely discuss the impact of transgender ideology on men and men's spaces and identity? And I think it's a good a good thing to to remind everybody that whereas this this woman here, this competitor, who is one hundred percent valid in her feelings, in her outrage, um, in her uh, you know in feeling violated in her in private space and everything, think about the mentally ill husk of a person that is in there. Uh, you know, looking at these girls all around him with like an envious eye, wishing he were a girl, but still being allowed to go and take all of their hard work away. It's primarily, though you see the damage expressed in different places, it's primarily about destroying men. You know, men in, in society are supposed to be stewards and protectors of our of our society especially of women like these girls who are competing women and children and, and all that instead the male is the only sex that is that completely disappears amidst the gender identity craziness everyone is encouraged to adopt varying degrees of femininity mm -hmm. you know and and the true male holdouts they're considered retrograde and toxic so, uh, you know, whereas everybody is suffering on this, the one sex out of the two that completely disappears and is erased in this entire thing is actually the male, because you can't you can't fully express traits as being male without being considered uh, something that needs to be tamed and rolled back. Oh, yeah. let it all rip, baby. Let it all rip. I want that's, my that's toxic masculinity. Because you think about the trans the trans men. It's a woman pretending to be a man. That's never going to be a male, ever. 
and then everything else is just varying degrees of femininity so it's it's a it's serious and uh, demoralizing thing no doubt but we're hitting the wall on it like i said i said it last week when we were talking about that um it was last friday that you you played that clown show of those people that came up uh in the the, the florida hearing oh yeah, or, yeah, yeah like at the town hall down there yeah mm-hmm. that that is a movement at the end it has hit a wall it is at the end of its ability to persuade people peacefully. There is no more appeal. There's nothing there. We see this for the insanity that it is. It is wrong. It is uh, butchery on their end. It is uh, psychological abuse on our end. And it is a complete perversion of the law. But um, just because they've hit the wall, I really do believe that this is just where they're going to abandon all uh, all, uh, attempts at being persuasive. And it's just gonna get more violent and in your face, which is what we're seeing. Now we're seeing, we're just seeing the the the, the crowds face off like it's Braveheart, because th- there's no place for this to go. You're not you're not you're not convincing anybody that this is noble or good. Didn't um there was a World Organization of Sports I forget the name of it off the top of my head that just banned trans athletes from competing in their new sexes. It just happened oh. yesterday. Somebody in the comments will know. It's been happening all over the place, which is great. Uh, I I saw it not in American American schools, certain states. I I love how it's just falling like dominoes. People are passing legislation to keep this uh, to keep this separated and to to wash this clean it's, again. It's, and it's it's funny if they'll do that so vociferously, which is right. They should be. Why can't they do the same thing with freaking election integrity? Can I can I ask? Why am I getting a phone call from my doctor? Uh-oh. Um, I think I have. I knew it. Oh, shoot. Anyway, keep going. Uh, no, that's just, uh, it's sick. It's sick. It, it's, it's, it's really horrible to hear the heartbreak in that girl's voice. It's terrible. Like, imagine, de- like, your whole life has been dedicated. You don't even, you tie with this man. Complete tie. And they don't even give you the recognition. Which, which says something about him. And her. Yeah. Good for her. You imagine what kind of a record she'd have. Oh, she'd be that that's her career. That's the rest of her life. They've taken yeah. away from her in favor of that weirdo with a mental illness. Or a man who's just so butthurt he can't swim that he wants to get his accolades. One of the two. You know, if I were to swim against Aurora, I would beat her. You would. You would definitely beat Aurora. If if we we had a swimming contest, that would make me feel good about me. She would be. She'd be like, if, if she can even do that yet, I think Lauren is gonna really uh, get her in the pool with a uh, a real intent this summer. So I don't think she can even do that. But I can definitely beat Aurora in a in a uh, swimming race. I don't know about that. She's pretty crafty. That little Aurora. Yeah, well, not in a pool. Right. Not yet. All right. All right. So, so I'm going to give myself medals afterwards, too. <laughs> okay, so Carrie Lake. The Supreme Court tosses every claim that she brought to it except signature verification, which is the entire house of cards. Signature verification. So they said what they, they both of the courts below it had ruled that that claim couldn't be brought because it was too late. They were like the, the Maricopa was saying, well, she's challenging our processes. She should have done that before the election. Lake was saying, no, I'm challenging that you didn't follow your processes at all. So that's not something that I could have known before the election. And the Supreme Court agreed with Carrie Lake that that case, that count should have been heard in the lower trial court. So it punted it back down. Now the judge has to decide if he's gonna hear that and Carrie Lake has to demonstrate that there were enough votes affected to change the outcome, which is easy to do on signature verification. So here is Kurt Olson, her attorney on Emerald Robinson yesterday. I was a bit surprised, however, that the Supreme Court uh, ruled in the way that it did about the breakdown of machines and the long lines and the voter disenfranchisement. Because of that, 
what are your thoughts on that specific issue? Well, we, we of course, were disappointed uh, not only in, in uh, the decision not to uh, address the Court of Appeals uh, findings there. They just, the uh, Supreme Court said the Court of Appeals uh, that they looked at this issue and, and they did not commit any, any error. Uh, and the same with the chain of custody issue. So, yes, we're disappointed in that. However, we do have federal claims that are tied to those issues, and these are federal constitutional claims under the Equal Protection Clause and the Due Process Clause. And we do have the, the uh, option to appeal that decision to the U.S. Supreme Court to seek what is called a, a petition for writ of certiori uh, and to ask the U.S. Supreme Court to address this issue. And we're evaluating that now. When do you think you'll make a decision on that? Probably, you know, we'll, within a week. It's a little bit, you know, the, the situation is a little fluid because on one hand we have a trial coming up on some issues. On the other hand, there's been a, uh, a final ruling on other issues. And so it's uh, you know, the, the timing of when we would seek uh, review by the U.S. Supreme Court is something that uh, we're going to be looking very closely at the next couple of weeks. But it is it is an option, and we do intend to pursue that at some point. Just the question is when. So we've talked at length about the writ of certiorari um, because of the Brunson case, and that's how Brunson was doing all of their stuff through a writ. And they're not, very few of them are accepted to be reviewed by the court. Very, very few. They have to be of national importance and sound um, to be accepted by the court for review. Is there a chance they could accept it? It's very, very, very small. But given what it's about, maybe they will. Maybe they're, I, I, I doubt it. I honestly doubt it. Um, but potentially they will. Um, so let's wait for the trial on the signature verification. And my questions are this. One, can they have a jury trial? Because That'd be interesting. That would be something. That would be something right there. Number two, do they get actual discovery now because they're not in such a time crunch? That another interesting point. Now, now I don't know. I don't know many of the details about this, but I did see the media reporting. I saw. Um, because this has to be one of those things where no, stop talking about Carrie Lake. She's a loser, and so are you. Yeah. Oh, that that that's that that's has to be the line. So that's where I saw, my hate mail came from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, the, those same people. It was probably the the writers at places like Yahoo that were <laughs> they probably just uh, published their blog on Yahoo and then emailed you. But I saw the collections of the of the headlines that were coming in on this topic, and they were all somewhere along the lines of saying something like, "Most, most of the." We'll, we'll do it. We'll show. I'll show you before I show you the headlines because you're right. Carrie Lake. They use the they use the word "most" to say like, "Oh, all this stuff is getting dismissed." Most, yeah. What's the not most part of it? The one thing they were most scared of. Um, if you can, she says, please spare a prayer for our whistleblowers tonight. They're doing something incredibly brave for the good of Arizona and election integrity nationwide. So there's something in the chamber here. There's definitely something in the chamber. So let's just quickly, we're going to go to our favorite search engine, Google, and type in Carrie Lake Supreme Court, Arizona. Arizona Supreme Court turns down Carrie Lake's appeal in her election lawsuit. Top Arizona court declines most of Carrie Lake's appeal. Arizona de court declines most of Carrie Lake's appeal. Arizona Supreme Court rejects most of the election integrity most. challenge. Oh, well, it's all over, I guess. Most of it has been done away with. Supreme Court dismisses all but one. Rejects overwhelming majority. <laughs> What was the what was the underwhelming minority? The underwhelming minority was signature frickin' verification. Oh, oh! I thought it was Harry Lake uh, disputing how many licks it takes to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll pop. <laughs> oh no! Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! Um, so there was some crazy stuff that happened in the. God, we're going so quickly today. 
First of all, the vaccine mandate, the Joe Biden vaccine mandate, a, a lawsuit was brought by federal workers um, a long time ago, and the appeals court just upheld the ban on mandatory vaccination for federal employees. Okay. So that was huge, and I don't know if I'm going to get to talk about it today because I have so much other stuff that I definitely want to get to. Um, how many licks? I think it's like 36,000. Hold on. No, not 36,000. Here we go. I forgot. They, 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 they... What? Go ahead. Oh, did you find it? I did. Okay, what is it? It's this. Mr. Cal. Yes? How oh, many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll Center of a Tootsie Pop? I don't know. I always end up biting. Ask Mr. Fox, for he's much cleverer than I. Mr. Fox. How many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll Center of a Tootsie Pop? Why don't you ask Mr. Turtle, for he's been around a lot longer than I. Me? <laughs> I'd bite. Mr. Turtle, how many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Mr. Roll Center Owl. of a Tootsie Pop? I never made it without biting. <laughs> ask Mr. Owl, for he is the wisest of us all. Mr. Owl. How many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll Center of a Tootsie Pop? A good question. Let's find out. One, One two, three. It's over. It was a parody one. Three. Yeah. Three. 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 Over 9,000 seconds. Uh, there is, I, I looked it up. On YouTube, I think I don't think they made a licking machine to try it out, or somebody actually had to do it. And they had to uniform; they had to make all the licks uniform because, of course, you know. Uh, let's see here. Um, let's see what's the call. Damn it, I can't find it now. That's okay. We'll it's a whatever. It. It's thousands, I think. I if think you're going to be, they sell those licking machines in in some. Sex stores now. Oh yeah, I was gonna say, what the hell? What the hell are you getting at? Yeah, I was like, yeah. I think they sell the licking machines at Whole Foods. You know, good old sexless Tracy over here. Sexless beans. You can get an aisle six at Whole Foods. The lick. Do you have those licking the new licking machines? Yes. Well, Walmart's selling sex toys next to kids' crayons, so I mean, really, yeah. They have a whole dildo section in Walmart now. Just in case you can't afford Adam and Eve, you go to Walmart. Anyway, Proud Boys. What happened in the Proud Boys case, which Julie Kelly will be on the show Monday, they had a confidential human source, like, basically embedded with the defense team. I saw this. And the person was going to testify in the case. And they were like, oh, by the way, you might want to know that this person you're about to call as a witness tomorrow was actually a source of ours. For the past couple years, even before this January 6th thing happened, they were a source who was informing on your two defendants that you're up. So they were going to bring in as a witness an FBI plant who is. Wait a second, but you said it was on the defense team. Yeah, the FBI plant was was cavorting around with the, the defendants for years as a source. But they didn't know she was a source. Talking to the defense team, asking the defense team to change their attorney, like saying to the defendants, you should change your attorney. Not so mm. great. Like giving them crazy. And it came out because they had to admit because she was going to be questioned and she would have to say it. They would have to admit that that happened. This, they had to stop the trial again. This is the second time they've had to stop this trial. The first time was because of those text messages that were sent over in the spreadsheet that most of them were hidden. But then when they realized like, oh, we can unhide these columns and rows, they found like a plethora of unbelievable nonsense the government was doing. So Julie Kelly is going to be on on Monday to talk about this. But the judge stops this trial again, tells the government you'd better respond. The government response is absolutely ridiculous. You would have to be a complete moron if you want to know more about what's going on, um, Wendy Mahoney wrote a column for Uncover DC um, where it goes over everything. <sighs> the DOJ used an FBI informant to spy on and infiltrate the defense team in this case. Can you 
even. This is worse than anything. And I'm only going over at surface level because it's 9.15 already. But I want to play this. This is a clip of Kennedy questioning a Biden judicial nominee for confirmation. I don't know if you heard this. Oh, oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> this is, this is, this is abhorrent. This is the the, the, the pinnacle of diversity pick. Un, if he's been, remember, this has been a, a, this has been a judge for four years. He's been a judge, this guy already. Here. As a Brady motion. Tell me how you analyze a Brady motion. How I analyze a Brady motion? Yes. Uh, Senator, in my uh, four and a half years on the bench, I don't believe I've had the occasion to uh, address a Brady uh, motion in my career. Do you know what a Brady motion is? Uh, Senator, uh, in my time on the bench, I've not had occasion to address that, and so uh, it's not coming to mind at the moment what a Brady motion is. Um, do you recall the U.S. Supreme Court case, Brady v. Maryland? Uh, I do recall uh, the name of the case, the senator, yes. And what did it hold? I believe that the uh, Brady case, uh, in, well, Senator, I believe the Brady case involves something regarding the Second Amendment. It is not, I have not had occasion to address that. If that issue were to come before me, uh, I would certainly analyze that Supreme Court precedent uh, and apply it. Uh, I, yeah, I, I'll, I'll look into it. I'll look into the. Don't worry. If, if it comes up, I'll, I'll look into it. I'll go on Wikipedia and I'll figure out what my ruling will be. For those of you who don't know, that lawsuit, that case was a pinnacle case in American history that made it ma basically mandatory for the government or to, to, to produce exculpatory information to the defendants for use in trial. How do you not know? How do you not know what that is as a judge? What law? He went to Stanford where all they do is, you know, talk about trans rights and yell at people who they don't agree with. Oh, my goodness. I know. And it's, hey, we've seen it many times. And because of all the other craziness that we are um consumed by i won't say distract yeah there's a certain level of distraction but we're just we're inundated you know i um and 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 because of our inundation it's very hard to even see these little tiny things like this because a lot of these confirmation hearings have gone like this uh, the the faa the supposed the, the nomination for the faa yep. who doesn't know anything yes about about uh about the job it's it's just it's just incredible so there's nothing back to the proud boys because just so that everybody knows when we end today live viewers stick around we've got a present for you do we we? we do i have two i have a i have a couple of things we must watch okay funny things to end the day off on um Today, the jury was supposed to hear from a defense witness who presumably would testify that there was no Proud Boys plan to overthrow the government on January 6th. But prosecutors waited until the last minute to inform the defense. The witness worked as an FBI informant during the entire investigation. The allegations about the existence of yet one more previously undisclosed confidential human source after various other alleged full and complete disclosures of all of the sources involved demonstrate that there are reasons to doubt the veracity of the government's explanation and justification for withholding information on those sources. The, the, like, they've been in contact via telephone, text messaging, and other electronic means with one or more of the counsel for the defense and at least one defendant. During this period of time, the source also participated in prayer meetings with members of one or more of the defendant's families and engaged in discussions with one of the defendant's family members about replacing one of the defense counsel. And then the FBI has the cojones to come out and say they weren't telling us anything. They weren't reporting back to us. We didn't task them with doing this. They did it on their own. Oh, whatever. If the judge uh, buys that. No, it's it, it's I'm telling you, it's it, it, everything reflects this kind of 
this uh this depart the departed the movie the departed everything reflects that kind of uh, arrangement here where you just can't tell the difference between the feds and organized crime they're intermingled they're all over the place they're they're implanted they're embedded uh they're they're working in contravention of anything that would be considered the you know law <laughs> it's just it's just incredible it's not surprising especially since we've been really seeing how the, they're willing to take take control of a situation like the, the Whitmer kidnapping. Well, she keeps out. equating it to that, actually. She's saying it's worse because Julie Kelly was the journalist who actually covered all that. We had her on talking about it. Well, it is worse when you think about it. It's one thing, as bad as this is, it's one thing to go and, and concoct from from the conception to execution, a an idea to go and kidnap a governor of a state in the lead up to an election, of course, that that, that will be be able to be uh, blamed on Donald Trump, blamed on everything. They just want to create this idea that there is a, a right wing civil war being fomented, a terrorist uh, wave that is being fomented in the country. And when you realize that they were the ones that actually conceptualized the entire thing, they went out and tried to recruit people. They had a hard time recruiting people that by the end of them. the, they had to pay them. Literally. They had to, with, with prostitutes too. I know. They had, <laughs> there was a, they actually had some FBI uh, agents that listen, just to have sex with them or something. And they, and they still had hard time getting people to go along with it. That by the end of it, with the Whitmer kidnapping, wasn't it like more than half of everybody involved were feds. Yep. And yeah. now with this one, with this one, not only do we have plants inside of the Proud Boys, we have plants inside of the defense team. Well, no, no, no. The lawyers weren't planted. The, the, there was a plant inside the inside of the group that you would consider the defense team, but not the attorney. No, I didn't say the attorney. I'm just, I'm just quoting what, what oh, Julie's okay. saying here. Yeah. It's just that, that you're seeing it on all popping up on, on all sides of the equation. It's unbelievable so it really. is it really is but it's all but it's also smacks of any is it anything less than desperation i know I how know. could it be anything less than desperation when you're when you're when you're pimping out your assets you need to pimp people out sexually and you have to be you have to have a man in every room just to make sure that this passes as believable unbelievable it's unbelievable i can't believe this is it Anyway, and then Tucker Carlson did a show the other night about Ray Epps. He asked about Ray Epps. So Ray Epps has his media buddies in on the left, which should scream everything you need to know, come out and demand a consp- that 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 Ray Epps demands that Fox retract uh, false and defamatory statements that Mr. Epps served as a federal agent during the Capitol attack. Then why the hell is the one man encouraging everybody to go in not behind bars when these people who had random text messages talking about things that aren't even related are sitting there looking at seditious conspiracy charges. Why? Why? Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Um, yeah. Court, mm-hmm. President Joe Biden's order that federal employees get vaccinated against COVID-19 was blocked Thursday by a federal appeals court. The Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals in New Orleans, good old New Orleans, rejected arguments that Biden, as the nation's chief executive, has the same authority as the CEO of a private corporation to require that employees be vaccinated. The ruling from the full court, 16 full-time judges at the time the case was argued, reversed an earlier ruling by a three-judge panel that had upheld the vaccination requirement. So now they're both looking at the fact that the uh, state of emergency... Or the, you know, the emergency sort of, um, the, the, um, hold on, what is it called? Um, I'm, 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 I'm blanking right now. I'm looking for it. The state of emergency, for lack of better term, that Biden has implemented goes in, go, terminates on May 11th. What that means is that what happens to the EUA on all these drugs and stuff when that ends. There's no FDA approved version of these shots. We don't need to get into that again. You guys are all super duper smart. Um, Donald Trump is still not arrested. And I don't think he's going to be. 
I, it looks less and less that he. It looks less and less that he's going to be. But uh, and now that we are uh, this deep into the whole situation, uh, it's not because of anything that was um, that wasn't being desperately attempted over here in New York. That's what we're 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 picking up on now. Is especially from that Robert Cost, uh, Costello guy. Um, if it it seems like if it weren't for him. There would have been a uh, a, a bill of indictment, uh, and, and maybe in and of course in a trial setting where you are you have to go through the discovery phase. Obviously, that that would have taken it apart, but it still would have been time wasted, time consumed from President Trump's life and everything else. It would be media frenzy and all that. It it seems to me that's like they weren't. It wasn't just all rumors. They were working feverishly. To again make some uh, a mountain out of a molehill, but uh, if it, it fell apart, do well, you credit that to anything other than Bob Costello? Not really. I mean, that's all we know. Yeah. So we don't know what else was going on. Like we're not supposed to. So we'll see. I love happens. the. Uh, did you hear? Did you hear the AI generated? I did. Alvin Bragg. And you never know, you'd never know. If you didn't know already that they didn't put any charges on Trump to drop, and then you didn't hear the end, you'd think it was real. It's the, vid- it's the video that is lagging right now. Um, the, the AI Joe Biden speeches that, he ma- that people have made for him about uh, transgenders and all that stuff, they're brutal, but they sound so amazing. They sound incredible and, and dangerously incredible I know, of course gonna, everybody's gonna have to wait before if a video comes out and this is why back in 2016 when they were talking about that hillary clinton video that was supposed to drop everybody was saying this is why they're rolling out this deep fake stuff now because they want everyone to doubt any real the veracity of real video which people will because All right, we're going to end the audio show and the video people stick around. We've got some laughs to end. A blast from my past and one more recent thing. You have been listening to the Dark Delight podcast with... Frankie Val on the draw. Oh, oh, you you know what? Let me just say real quick uh, for anybody who may know, because I know that you're so nice at at plugging, quite frankly, every day on this show, Tracy, but quite frankly, will not be on YouTube for the next week. I just want to let everybody know that. Um, you can watch me on Rumble and, of course, all the other options on, quite frankly, TV. But my my uh, episode with Dr. McCullough last night uh, got me a medical misinformation strike. So that'll be one week not on YouTube because I'm sure my appeal will be rejected. So uh, Frankie Bell on the drums and... Beans! You can hear us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2.30 Eastern Time on TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and RadioInfluence.com. And Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time on Rumble, Getter, and on Twitter. And also, check out Frank's show Monday through Friday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time on, was that right? On QuiteFrankly.tv and on Rumble. And uh, we'll be back on Monday. If If you're a video watcher, stick around. Later. Later.